Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 59. This psalm appears in one episode of David's life. Many believe that this psalm was written later, but it's reflecting on an event where David had to run for his life. You remember David kills Goliath, and he gets favor with King Saul. And we know that Saul's son, Jonathan, loved David. So there's this covenant form with the son of King Saul and, and David. And David is taken into the house of Saul. David eventually marries Saul's daughter, Michael. We know that Saul begins to hate David. There's this jealousy and envy for David that becomes just ravenous in the heart of Saul. And so Saul desires to kill King David. And if you remember, Jonathan intercedes for David and tells his father, this is wicked and crazy. David has done so much for you. So David returns home to Saul after being afraid for his life. But there's this episode where Saul, an evil spirit, comes upon him. And he tosses a spear at David to try to kill him. And David escapes. And David comes home and his wife informs him, Michael, she says, David, if you don't get out of here tonight, they will kill you in the morning. So she lets him out the window of their home, and she puts a statue in their bed and a goat hair pillow, I guess, to appear as hair of David. And so she works this deception to give David time to escape. And we have this snare that's laid for David. Saul has these men, these assassins that are waiting for David, and they're going to kill him as soon as they they see him. So David has to run for his life, and so David goes to Ramah to see Samuel and becomes this a person on the run, uh, this fugitive, so to speak, who's done nothing wrong. All David's done is just do the will of God and help King Saul. David's been a good subject of King Saul, but Saul slanders David. Saul tries to have him killed. And so it's from the context of David running from Saul, the context of Saul's slanderous accusations he's making against David, that this psalm is written. Now imagine This is just my opinion. Maybe David is writing this years later and reflecting on that event, but also God's provision and how God helped him. But also this is a cry against the nations that gather against God's people. And so there's this common theme of these dogs that you'll you'll hear in this psalm that are ravenous, so to speak, and they're trying to destroy God's servant. So let's read this psalm. It's pretty lengthy. Uh, But at the same time, there's so much we can learn for our own context today. Once again, Psalm 59, the ESV. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil and save me from the bloodthirsty men. For behold, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me. For no transgression of of sin of mine, O Lord. For no fault of mine, they run and make ready. Awake, come to meet me and see. You, Lord of hosts, are God of Israel. Rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Spare none of those who treacherously plot evil, Selah. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs and prowling about the city. There they are, bellowing with their mouths, with the swords in their lips. For who they think will hear us. But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You hold all the nations in derision. O my strength, I will watch for you, for you, O God, are my fortress. My God in a steadfast love will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. Kill them not, 
lest the people forget. Make them totter by your power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouths, the words of their lips, let them be trapped in their pride. For the cursing and lies they utter, consume them in wrath, consume them till they are no more, that they may know that God rules over Jacob to the ends of the earth, Selah. Each evening they come back howling like dogs and prowling about the city. They wander about for food and growl as if they do, do not get their fill. But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. O oh, my strength, I will sing praise to you. For you, O oh God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. So we had these people lying in wait, these ravenous dogs that want to kill God's servant. They slander and they want to bring bodily harm. And so David has this prayer. He asks God to arise and do something, to punish the nations also, this rout the enemies of God's people. But also he talks about the traitors. So these would be enemies from within and enemies without. David is calling upon God to deal with these treacherous people, these traitors from Israel that are trying to kill him but also the enemies around them. So we would think of enemies maybe like the Philistines who vexed David all of his life and his kingship. And also the snarling dogs to us would seem kind of strange. You know, we are a dog-loving people as Americans. Many people love their dogs. But in the ancient world, especially in Israel, dogs were looked upon with suspicion. To call someone a dog was really a cut down. It was a way to say that a person is untrustworthy. A person is really good for nothing. So this is an insult to call someone a dog. That's kind of strange to us, but in Israel that would make perfect sense. And so these enemies that go about and slander David or others, they ask this question, well, who can hear us? You know, we say these things, we slander you, but who's going to hear us? Who's going to do something about it? And David reminds us that God hears their slanderous talk. Now, we should think about how careless we are with words in this day and age. You know, so many times we can fire off an angry email. We can post something on social media, and there seems to be no repercussion for that. You know, face-to-face -face communication, many times we don't talk to people the way we do when we send things electronically or anonymously. But words can cut, and words do matter. And Jesus tells us that we will be judged by our careless words, something to remember. God hears the slander of these dogs. Oh, my strength. And then David is crying out with this future expectation that God will do something. Now, David talks about the loving kindness of God. And so many times we think of God as a God of love, and that's correct. But this is more specific. This is God's faithfulness to the covenant. This is, in Hebrew, hesed. This is God's loving faithfulness to the promises he's made. So God has made promises to Israel. God's made promises to his people. And David's saying, you know what, God, I know you're going to keep your promises. I can bank on that. Then as we get to the end of this psalm, verses 10 through 17, you get this idea of punishment and judgment. And there's more of a, instead of a complete destruction of his enemies, David is calling for and exposing that they will be seen for who they are. And there's this reversal of fortune. You know, earlier in the psalm, it seems like these prowling dogs are a formidable enemy. They're prowling about, looking to devour God's servant. But toward the end of this psalm, these dogs are a joke. They're going about at night looking for food. They are hungry. 
They have not got their fill. They have been sent away empty-handed because of God's intervention. And we have this laughing God. Now, some people read this psalm and think, okay, why is God laughing? Does this mean God doesn't care? Does this mean that God is being flippant or silly? Is this a nervous laugh of some kind that happens, you know, when, when you're in danger? Don't take this wrong. God does love and God does care. What he's laughing about is this hubris of these dogs, this hubris of these people that somehow they'll supplant God's king. Somehow they are going to thwart God's purposes, and it's just a joke to God. It's kind of like the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis, that these people are going to build this tower to God and make a name for themselves, and God just laughs at that. And so God is, is confident in his purposes. God will see things through. Now, we can take great comfort in that, that God is going to keep his promises. So I want you to think about today. What are some promises God's made to us as Christians? You know, we have dogs that come into our life today, ones that speak slander. We have issues and problems. We have pain and suffering just like David had. You know, we may not be on the run for our lives, literally, but there are things that we still have that we have to deal with today. And we have a God who is so powerful that he can laugh in the face of those problems because he will see us through. Do we believe that? Do we believe that our God will be faithful to those things he said he would do for us? That in the end, we will be saved. In the end, we will spend eternity with eternity with him in the end god will vindicate us and that one day this world of pain and suffering will be done away with and we will have perfect peace with god shalom so as we think about this psalm and what we learned about our own condition today first of all words matter slandering people matters god hears the words of people we need to be careful how we say things on social media, email, and other various sources today. We're living in a time where communication has become so vitriolic. We can't be like that as God's people. Also, we must realize that we have a God that will set things right. God is faithful to his covenant promises. He will come through. And with that in mind, I want to close you out with the last two verses of this psalm as a note of encouragement. So here is our thought for the day. These last two verses. But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. O oh, my strength, I will sing praises to you. For you, O oh God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love.